Hello, and you're listening to the best drone podcast out there, Let's Drone Out. We would like to thank all of our patrons, including... Ricky Dread. As well as... Art Faulkner. And... That's it. We've only got two out of the four $12 patrons who would help pay for the editing for this train wreck of a show. If you want to get your name read out, please donate to patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. Let's drone out. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, thank you all for tuning in. Got a little, we're, we're a little light on the ground. So we've got, we've got our lovely guest, Painter 360 here tonight. Hello. Um, we've got uh, someone who's slightly upset and chewing a Twix, Andy RC. It's a, it's a twirl and it's a genuine twirl. How do you? Other snacks and whatnot are available. Uh, this isn't an ad and this is not suitable for children and on that note can we get a disclaimer from curry kitten um yes you can hello by the way where's my disclaimer gone oh here we are any views expressed by any guests on the show are personal and may not reflect the views of host or any participant on participant of the show that said we've got painless on today and he is a safe pair of hands have no fear and i am bright till i fly and you are listening watching or enjoying or somewhat tolerating let's drone out probably one of the longest fpv podcasts and uh, we'd like to welcome uh, james jerrell uh, our newest patreon with uh, one whole dollar thank you buddy enjoy the uh, blue spanner uh tonight we are going to talk about the hdos for you who don't know they've remade the hdo twos which are a brand of goggles Made by Fat Shark and Painless 360 has them. And for some reason, I think he's bootlegged a sticker on the front of it. So they might not even be real. They're just HDO standards. They're not HDO twos. I've just put another sticker on them. But I'll talk I'll I'll talk all about that when we get to that bit. Is that is, that's not true, right? No, is it bollocks? <laughs> Don't, honestly. You see how gullible I am. <laughs> Quick, get a Sharpie. Tell him you've got the HDO threes. Yeah. yeah, hang on. I've got one here. Oh. oh, no. Don't forget, this is also an audio podcast, so you'll have to describe everything you do. You can just duck down. <laughs> he actually got a Sharpie. He's now riding on his brand new goggles. God damn it. <laughs> It'll be fine. I've got some acetone. Anyway, I need you, Andy RC. As much as you... Um, as much as you like think that we all gang up on you and bully you... We need to talk about Adgate 3. I didn't think that. Okay, good. Um, you are my... Talk about what? Adgate 3. You know, child-friendly content what? on YouTube, etc., etc. as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I um, I wasn't sure. It was Wayne that messaged me and said, what, what are you going to do about this? But um, essentially, uh, you... 
the best thing to do, it seems, is just select all your videos as non-child friendly. Because if you select them as child friendly and they're not, then you get punished. But if you select them all as non-child friendly, then uh, you know there, there doesn't seem to be any downsides. Uh, and when we're talking like kids, you're talking uh, under thirteen. It's basically like YouTube. Yeah, on, under which is weird because that was their policy for a, a long time that you had to be thirteen to have an account. But I think what what has caused this is some of the biggest channels are these uh, channels where they are reviewing children's toys. And of course, you know, um, yeah. parents are going to want their kids to, to look at them. So uh, it's YouTube. Pro to me, it's them wanting to make more books on more ad advertising and stuff. Yeah, some weird, some weird, some weird stuff's been happening though. Um, like I've, I've been posting videos, um, you know, to do with RC and people have been putting in the comments and this, I think they've been trialing something, uh, before the, this announcement because they were saying all of my recommended videos are like children's toys. What, what have you put in the tags? And I'm like, nothing. Uh, I don't know if any of you, have any of you guys yeah, had that. That's kind of one of the reasons why we got painless here as well because you 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 you've probably you're fairly child friendly aren't you i really try to be because my wife's a teacher uh and her her classes always end up finding out at some point that her husband is a youtuber so obviously primary school kids so cool. think that being um, unbelievably cool so i have so i'm always cognizant of the fact that there's lots of underage kids watching the channel which is why uh, with the exception of probably the one swear word that I've already done, just to don't be daft. Of course, it's not that. Um, I, I try not to. I, I mean, most of you that speak to me uh, in the real world will know that I'm I'm quite sweary in real life, anyway. You know, uh, but but for the channel, I'm super careful about it. And if anybody makes any uh, uses any foul language or anything in the comments, I have filters set up that automatically kind of put that into spam. Yeah, because because I, I, what I would hate to happen would be one of, uh, you know, for my wife to have a conversation with one of the parents of the kids that she's teaching who had used a word that they'd read on one of my videos in one of the comments um, and that, you know, I, I I would just feel horrible. So so that's partially the reason. And also there's two there's two swearing tends to come with a lot of negativity. Uh, it's not always like um What's that? The, the the lovely chap that always swears a lot. The it's getting quite old P now. P PewDiePie. No, no, no. The 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 comedian Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly yeah. uses swearing in a very fun, light-hearted way. It, oh, most, okay. most of the swearing that I see in comments are usually part of a tirade or someone uh, personally attacking somebody else. Mm. So it, so it's not appropriate. I don't think it's appropriate to have it in in a YouTube channel, particularly where mine's supposed to be about us all sharing information and helping each other out and helping get more out of the hobby. You know, calling somebody a face or something, or even worse, is just, it's not really constructive. Mm -hmm. Everyone, you know, the people forget that we all came into this hobby on day one, not having a clue what we were doing. And when people have been doing it for six, seven, eight years, uh, it's hard to remember back to those days when you didn't know what the difference between an ESC and a BEC was. And just because someone else doesn't know today doesn't mean they're an idiot. It just means they haven't come across that yet. It took me mm. ages to learn the vocabulary. The best. Well, what the 
Sorry, I was going to say, what the, fortunately, I'll let you speak in a moment, Jack. Just yes, hold right. there a sec. The, the, the YouTube definition is, is not so much about being child-friendly, because I think many of us sort of strive to be quite friendly on the channels. It, it's more about you have to define if your videos are targeted specifically at children. So it's like, are you making this for a child specifically, as opposed to being child-friendly? Because I was a bit nervous at first by saying these aren't made for kids because am I saying they're made for adults and you're not, you're just basically saying I am not targeting this at under 13 year olds. I'm not trying to say this, these are for under 13. So you're perfectly safe to say these are for adults and that that's fine. Yeah. I might, uh, they, yeah, it's to do with um, targeting children. And, the thing, and... the thing that worried me was that, Jackson, because I okay, I'll shut up. No, go on. On, just talk. The thing that worried me is that the RC hobby. If you buy like, um, say, a quadcopter from I don't know wherever, like some some toy store, it it's, says um, for ages fourteen and above. So I kind of thought, well, uh, you know, there's no swearing in the vi videos that I make, but if I'm, if I'm reviewing a product where it says for, for ages 14 and above, and uh, you know, you're saying that that's targeted at, at kids, they'll say no, could they say no, no, it's not <laughs> that, that products for 14 and above, and we're going to demonetize all of your videos and disable all your comments and things, because th that's the penalty. So, so I just didn't risk it. What about you, Wayne? Did you have you gone not aim for kids or not? Yeah, kids? yeah. As 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 I just mentioned, um, I was slightly concerned by saying it's not for kids that you were sort of saying I am a mature channel, but you're not. You're just essentially saying this is not targeted at children. Um, so yeah, I've I've already marked all mine as saying not for children. Yeah, that's what uh, I just, did because you can just then carry on regardless without any extra worries or hassles. Yeah, but, but but with you, Lee, you're saying that you went like. No, 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 no. no I, th I I would agree. I don't think it's for children. I I wouldn't ex expect a lot of the children to be buying KP in the twos and and Ardu playing builds. But um, I, I I'm. I'm saying that although I'm going to say it's not for children, I'm still aware that lots of children still watch the content. So, oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm always aware of that. Because, um, you know, people are making some great comments in the, in the chat. And it's about, uh, although we're, we're all probably mentally 12, 13 years old, because, you know, we do what we do. But um, but, but it, uh, it it is one of those fun parts of the hobby that it just it it, can, it does cover all ages, so you can't you know it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because because we could make a video that somebody who's at the start of secondary school and building a drone as part of their D and T course with their teacher will find it as useful as somebody who's a fifty six year old guy in the middle of Australia. Hello to mm -hmm. all you fifty six year old men in the middle of Australia, by the way. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. don't you don't know it. So yeah, I think I think you have to, and and then if you do accidentally have mature content, the odd swear word, or you're looking at stuff that isn't appropriate for the younger audience then it's like it it's 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 it sounds like a it's a to comply with some legislation isn't it that it's sort of U, u.s legislation as well but it's well yeah but it didn't doesn't it, it said it literally it doesn't we don't care where you are in the world we have to comply with this yeah Weirdly. yeah but you know when uh, i was at mini air show 
And this uh, little lad, he must have been eight years old. He was with his dad and he was like, oh, you know, he's your biggest fan. Have you got any stickers? Can I have? A, can he have his picture taken with you? And, I, and it, it really made me think, uh, wow, I need to, you know, I didn't realize, obviously his dad and him watched the videos together, but it, uh, it really made me think about, you know, I need to be careful what I say, because, you know, there, there are, you know, with, with a parental guidance or PG, I guess you could say, you can have young people watching your channel. And, you know, the, the, this kid wanted to come to my car just to get the sticker from me, you know, it was, uh, it was a really, it was really Come on back to my car. I got some good stickers for you. It was a, uh, it was a really sweet moment, but it really made me think about, you know, you, h- how I present myself on my channel because, uh, you know, I've had, do left I've... Now. <laughs> no, this, but... that's been my only problem. Cause I've, I've deliberately been quite careful on the channel about keeping it nice and child friendly because my daughter's at school her friends know I do this. In fact, she says, Dad, you're the most second famous person because damn that guy that does round-the-world yacht racing in my daughter's school. However, the only time I've got into trouble is when I was in the lounge with my family and I pressed play on a Facebook message from Tony where it ended up with a slight tirade of many words and my wife said, I don't think you ought to do that show (laughs) because of that. (laughs) Other than that, it's all good. Oh my word! Um, uh, you're right, painless. I'm, is- I'm, I'm, I'm fine. It was just that we were talking about uh, kids knowing at the end. Uh, James mentioned in the chat that my lad knows painless 360s voice from across the house, and I read it as I was literally taking a sip of beer, and I nearly yeah. spat it all over my um, my keyboard. So thanks for that, James. I'd just like to remind you that your voice, that kid's, the same as hearing. The ice cream man tune playing in the street. What? The Pie Piper of RC. Speaking of RC, should we get back to that? Yeah. Um, yeah. You got tell, tell us about the exciting goggles. Well, the reason I'm here is because I was watching the first half of the show last week and I, I pinged uh, Frank to say, I've actually got them. So all the speculation and questions you guys had, I thought I can come on and just answer it because I've obviously had them in my paw. And uh, Frank said, maybe this maybe this week isn't the best at bet because we're having some technical problems, which seems to be the you know standard operating procedure for, for the show. So we said, come on next week. So here I am with goggles. So um, I can give you a quick overview, but um, I just wondered if, if you guys could kind of run through some of the questions that you'd had or the, the questions that you still had burning in your mind. And then we could kind of use that to, to talk about the goggles and I can go through the specs. Can Andy RC touch them if he gets a new phone? If Andy buys a new phone so I can ring him up, I am more than happy to meet up and he can, ha- he can have a good go on the goggles. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I say have, a, have a good go. But then had to act on the goggles just to make sure. I can't leave open-ended sentences in this company like that, can I? Well, I'm just um, asking trouble. I'm actually saving up for some because uh, I just I I think the the goggles that everybody wanted all along for like the last eight years, and it seems to me 
that everybody has gone out and bought them from what I can see everyone's up like you know we've had from when the HD zero not not the OLED the first HD came out and everyone was like oh it's not quite good enough and now they just seem to have listened and they just have everything that um that everybody's been asking for from the start i, I suppose the big question yeah, the, 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 we we mostly had a, a a bit of a a slight whinge about the features that weren't in there. But I suppose the big question is for a lot of people is, if you had the HDOs, are they worth the upgrade to the HDO twos? Do you get enough out of it? Do you think to to sort of is it worth spending the money again? Right, I've just put them on because everyone in the chat saying I should be wearing them. So for those listening in the audio part, they are now perched on my head because it's spectacularly difficult to wear earphones for the audio recording and put fat sharks on. And I've never realized that until this point in my life. So thank you to everybody. I've just learned something tonight. So, um, so I, I think with Andy, I have got to agree. I think these are what the HDOs should have been. Um, it, it, looking at these, the big difference is they've got the increased panel. So you've got some new goggles coming out, which have this, a similar panel. So it's gone up to 1280 by 960 pixels. Uh, but the big news is it's individually focused. I'm going to have to take them off. Oh, knickers. I'm going to have to take them off now because I can't show you in the. And, of course, I have to audio describe everything, don't I? But on the bottom, for those of you that are watching, we seem to be stuck on Wayne, but uh, in the little thing at the bottom. So there is um, individual focus for each eye that goes from, I think it's plus two to minus six, and the IPD adjustment's a lot bigger. So it goes from 54 to 74. I think the original ones was from like 59 to 69. And the actual width of the... Oh, look at that. It makes me look like something out of Rainbow Six that way, if you turn them the other way around. Look like I've got night vision goggles. Um, the, the, the actual width of the goggles themselves is about five millimeters wider. So if you've got a really wide brow, uh, you, can, you can fit them easier. But what... What I found with them uh, is the bigger field of view is 46 degrees up from 37. Now, I've got used to 37 degrees because I've been using the HDOs as a daily driver, and I've been happy with 37. But going from 37 to 46, it's a, it's, it's a bit like that guy. In that, do you remember that old Manterez advert where he was sat in, a, in an armchair in a, in a big room, and, and when the stereo <laughs> started, he kind of got pushed backwards and all his hair was swept backwards by the power of the sound. It's kind of like that for your eyeballs. The, the individual um, focus, because I've had other goggles, I'm sure you guys have as well, where they've tried to do the individual focus thing, and the result was the, it wasn't particularly good and it was quite fuzzy. This works really well, and I have a, a 0.25 difference between my left and my right eye. And I didn't realize what a big deal that was in my HDOs until I tried these and I focused them perfectly for each eye. And that little bit of eye strain that you get with goggles, you know, when you take them off, you kind of have to do that kind of, you blink and you kind of rub your eyes when you've been flying for a while. Uh, with these things, you don't get that at all. It just looks like you're looking out the back of the goggles, like somebody's cut a big hole in the back and you're looking out into the field. So I, I think I would have loved these to have been the HDOs rather than the HD2s. Um, but you know, th there are a couple of things on here that aren't brilliant. Um, the power button, it's got a power button on it. I'm showing everyone the screen. It's where the 
head tracker cable used to be, and it's a little touch button. Um, it gets shipped in uh, in legacy mode, has a little jumper on the board behind it. And legacy mode is where you, if you plug it in, it powers it up. So let me just plug them in. I'll show you. So if I plug them in, ta-da, it powers up, right? Don't have to press anything. And the button actually turns the fan on and off. If you move the jumper across, then the power button works as a power button. So they actually, hey, Tony. It's Tony from Hello. Texas. Texas? Hello. I can't see myself. So what can you see? Uh, we see from about, there ah. we go. That's better. Are you, are, you, are you in Texas with your ex cast? Look at these. Can you see? We can see. That's, yeah. that's very orange. Very big. There's my one. Everything's bigger in Texas. More along here. Martin's new one. In what with the yep. washing line? There's Martin's new. Yeah, we got different. We got different things on here. <laughs> he loves putting we a got, bar there. It's good. We've got the the army. Uh, Australian Army drone team here as well. They're racing. There's more people turning up tomorrow. Have any of them hit on you? Um, it's quite warm and sunny. No. Oh, the Australian. I've matched yeah, on yeah. Bumble a few times. <laughs> the most yeah. important thing. Yes, yeah, the Australian drone team, Maria. Look, I'll show you. I don't know if I can turn my camera on. Tony, hey, well, look think... what I've got. Do you remember those really cheap fireworks? I've got so many. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Deadly. Watch your, watch your, watch your face. So this is we're in a massive branch at the moment. I'll just show you. Oh, so it's like Brokeback Mountain. More drones. <laughs> Ask anyone you for see a all flag. That? Yeah. Don't say that. He's on speakerphone. <laughs> I miss you, honey. That's mine. That's first place, so that's like, mine. Like a wrestling belt. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, he thinks he's cool. the big show. Are you flying today then, Tone? I've I've put the uh, put the X-Class together and um, tested it, yeah. We've been been out there. The the actual racing starts Saturday. Oh cool. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. So yeah, um, we're still waiting. There's another house as well, so there's a Guys in another ranch in another house, a couple of miles away. Sorry, words um, messaging me. Um, everyone. That um, that that, you Aust look that Australian out military. there is. Yes, they are. They've got um, stuff sponsored by um, T Motor, and they've got the uh, Army Motors and things like that. Weren't, yeah, they, the weren't they the guy? I'm pretty sure they're the same guys that uh, UAV Futures did a video with them where they brought that $80,000 little mini drone. Is it the, the same guys as those? It may be. I don't know. I mean, they've all got sponsored Australian kit on and I stuff think, like that. So, I yeah. Think it's them. Yeah. Ask them to, if they brought their $80,000 um, little helicopter drone thing. I saw that, but I think mean, they've got that. They've got like five X classes between them, but um, there's, lo there's loads of people here. So, it, uh, and there's more coming. And uh, look, we're 
literally just starting to set the truck up now. There's a guy putting a flag out there, because you can see he's there somewhere. Yep, you can see him. Is Zoe there? Zoe's not here. Is she coming? Zoe's not coming. Oh, she's not coming. That's up. Here's the Australian. Not coming, she's not coming, unfortunately. Here's, here's the Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's just pointing at things. It's rude to There's point. people there. It's them. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I'll come on quickly and say hello. Hello from Texas. Thanks Have for a good show, on. guys. And I'll, I'll Th- see you uh, See you soon. Thanks, Johnny. Have a good fly, y'all. Yeah, good, good luck, mate. Go and, uh, go show those Americans how to fly. Oh, how's, how's the vegan food, Tone? Uh, oh, we've just been at Walmart, so I've managed to bag myself a load of stuff, so I'm all right. Ah, uh, okay. Found the soy milk, found all the food. Found so the, I'm all good. Found and the uh, really most shot. importantly, found some nice... Some nice IPAs. Ah, very nice. So it's all good. <clears throat> all awesome. good. Anyway, have a, have a good show. See you, Tony. See you, Tony. Bye, Tony. Have fun. I missed you. Bye. In a gay way. Love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, bye, I love honey. you, but not in a gay way. Yeah, yeah, with love. Bye. bye. <laughs> I, I just love the idea that he's just hung up and turned around and there's like... 70 big texting lads stood behind him. Well, I don't need him back anyway. Yeah, well, in peace. So, uh, any questions? Just to finish that bit about the goggles and things, because we were talking about that. Any other questions or anything that I haven't yeah, talked about? I, I've, got a, I've got a question, because one thing that has always been a problem with the compact goggles and a large field of view is blurring edges. Um, I know, I'm trying to think what goggles they were that had a, oh yeah, they were the, the Ionway V2s, which they don't make anymore, and those had a 46 degree field of view, and they were just on the edge of being blurred, so what what are these like for, for you? Well, these are a completely different set of optics. Uh, right. Again, for those of you li- listening on the podcast, you can't really see, but the that there's no diopter support in these. So if you're having astigmatism, then these are probably not going to be the goggles for you. But the, the, they are completely different. Um, so th- these spherical lenses at the front actually work um, really, really well. So for me, they're pin sharp. But the, the IPD adjustment being bigger uh, works really well. But the but to, to, to and it kind of links back to that question you had about the the big thing at the front the the fat shot logo. So all the reviewers who have had these, these are pre production units. Now what what tends to happen when uh, manufacturers make stuff like this is they'll do a limited run of um, once all the tooling is set up they'll do a limited run of the product and it it might be 10 15 20 units just to make sure that everything's all tickety boo down the line if it is and the product comes out and it's right then they're good to go if they go through the process and find that there's problems with the tooling or manufacturing or whatever then they can tweak it before they start it now this these all went through beautifully um, half of them went through with the printing on, half of them went through without the printing on. Uh, of course, I got shipped one without the printing on. Uh, so I put the sticker on the front. Ah. 
which is actually part. I actually like the bigger logo, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, I do. Uh, yeah, but now, now that Greg at Fat Shark has seen it, he said, "Well, actually, I quite like that." So if yeah. if, there, if there are bigger logos in future, I'm sorry, that's my fault. Uh, so all I did was just put the sticker on because originally it had nothing at all. Uh, but but to answer your question, I think the really tricky thing with goggles like this, particularly with brand new optics, is you've got to try them um, and see what see how they work for your eyes. Because you know you, when we did the HDOs and you came over, Andy, you brought your diopters, you know, you stuck them in, you had a go. Um, but, but the weird thing with those HDOs, if you remember, I had one of the early sets of the HDOs, tried them, and they were pin sharp to the corners, beautiful image. And then something weird happened with manufacturing, and the first batch that got shipped out from Fatshark had an issue, if you remember. Yeah, I don't even yeah. remember this whole you know, fuzzy gate. So so everyone came onto my videos and going, you're a lying bugger. Fuzzy gate? What, what was fuzzy gate? You, the was... image was fuzzy. Really? I didn't know that. So, so, so what it was that the, the way the optics had been put together, there was a problem with a handful of units and they were shipped out and uh, lots of people who got them uh, came onto my video and basically had a problem because I'd said they were pin sharp and their particular ones weren't. So that's all that was. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. So my question was uh, about hooking them up to things. So I saw on your Instagram, you've got the bite frost and I thought that bite frost really needed something that had that resolution. So have you plugged them in there and and how is it with the the HDMI input? So the answer is no. uh, uh, I've been working through the pile of stuff. So for the... It's, it's here. Um, I know you've had a play with them as well, haven't you? You've had a loaner of a bite frost um, system. Um, I did, but what, what I didn't have is, is high-resolution goggles because I felt they look sharper in my DOM V3s, yeah. um, but I thought I really need a, a, a pair of goggles which has got the resolution, so I thought that's that's where you really get the advantage from them. So I was interested to know how, how it looked. I haven't done it yet, Wayne. I'm about to, I'm about to start it next week, actually. I was, I've had so much stuff to get through because I, w- I was away for Halloween. Um, I came back to a huge pile of parcels, so I've been playing catch-up. Um, so, so, Wayne, I'm probably going to pick your brains about the bite frost stuff that you did, if you don't mind. Uh, speaking to sure. Greg at Fat Shark, it sounds like they're because because the way they've positioned this is really weird. Is that the the positioned it as kind of a development platform, not for inexperienced FPVers? Have you seen all that stuff in the listings for it? No, it, it was sort of put out as Thank a. He, here is I mean, that that was Thanks. one of my little. <laughs> Slightly weird things with it because it was put out as like here's a pre-release of a system for people to test um, in a limited quantity. I think there's like 250 units produced. Um, so it's kind of like you sort of you can buy into the product and you can you can help us beta test it and we'll develop it from there. Yeah, but it, it's it's not really sort of a, an open product as such because there's there's hardware to buy if you want to develop for it. You have to buy the little chip if you want to develop the camera for it. And I don't think there's anything people can do in the code itself. That's kind of through the HD zero supply stuff. And then the the producers can develop their own code. But um, I I felt the results from it were were pretty good. Um, 
although I had I had issues with I, I didn't think it was very good in range and I liked the way it broke up because it was it's like analog static right and I felt you could easily get used to that although the blocks of static were quite big but when you compare it side by side with analog especially if you're going to fly in 25 milliwatts um, it's really quite quite noisy in comparison to that so that was that was the only things there but it's it's early days so it's, it's going to depend how it goes from there well yeah i mean the, the early days i think is the way to way to describe it because speak because greg was talking at fat shark at the beginning of the week about the very latest firmware update that he was going out to test that had added some new features and blah. so i think if you've got um one of these bike frosts you've got to basically act as like a beta tester and get the firmware and update it and be part of the feedback loop and things. Um, but I'm, I'm just fascinated to give it a go because, you know, Andy RC has got the DJI uh, HD stuff, which he kindly let me have a go of and was very good. I'm just fascinated to kind of have a go of both and for him and I to have a proper chat about it because, the you know, I loved Connex back in the day. It wasn't perfect by a long stretch. Yeah, I loved Connex. Um, I love it. Do you make, I've still I've still got all the stuff downstairs. I've still got a quad with the Connex system. In fact, that might be a great one for me to put Bite Frost on, actually, because I'm not flying it. But um, but that was a great system, and and there's, I'm fascinated to see how well it well it is because it's a very very different implementation from the uh, DJI stuff. It's more to, it's more like what we as FPV flyers know. You know, in in that you already have your goggles. There's no module that you can plug into your goggles yet. Hopefully, Fat Shark will do that. But um, maybe when we get together next time, we'll have a we'll have a play with it, Wayne, and um, we'll plug it in the HDO2s and see how it all works. But I'm really excited to see how it actually performs. <laughs> yeah, and I liked lots of elements of the system because Greg got quite upset with my video that I put out. Um, he felt I wasn't supportive enough about it, essentially. But I liked lots of things about it. I liked the fact that the VTX is like a VTX, and you can just yep. put it in the existing quad. I think the camera needs to get a bit sharper, but there's there's cameras coming on board, and I think the whole module mm-hmm. needs to shrink down a bit and and go in as a proper module instead of a, a big thing you have to take a, a tripod with. A ground station. But it was interesting to me because because when I was using it with standard goggles, I flew it first, and I thought, ah, this looks okay, but I don't think it looks any sharper. And then I switched back to analog. Flew it again. I said, "Actually, this is a this isn't sharp at all." And I switched back again. I was like, "Yeah, I can pick much more details out." Yeah. So I think it's it's you get a sharp picture, but that's that's what I was really interested to see how how you would think about it coming from high resolution goggles. Because another friend of mine and Rob, we had Rob on uh, a couple of weeks ago because he had both DJI and Bite Frost. One of the things he mentioned is the HDOs are so good that he didn't feel there was enough of a difference between a really good analog system and bite frost. And then at the same time, he, he doesn't know if he's going to continue with um, DJI because it was more hassle and he was getting better range and consistent um, latency out of uh, analog. So it's, it's all, it's all up in the air. It depends. It depends a lot on your equipment and how it's all put together, it would say. Yeah, and, and what you want and how you fly. I think I think the two systems are coming from slightly different areas. You know, I think that obviously the Fat Shark stuff is very much in the Fat Shark immersion RC TBS kind of wheelhouse. That you know, super low latency. You know, you know that's the kind of 
gig they're all in. Um, but DJI is just such amazing technology in terms of FP, you know, range, FPV transmission, all that stuff is is really great. But um, okay, I'm, I, I might pick your brains then, brother, if that's all right when when I come to do it, because. Um, because I'm literally, I took the plastic off it yesterday to start playing with it and do some pictures. And uh, yeah, it, I, I just got excited because it looks and feels very much like an analog FPV system. So to me, it feels really normal to to put it in a quad. Yeah, I could literally because I put mine in a Coppers one, so I could take the VTX that was in there and swap it out <clears throat> with that one. Just like five minutes to swap around. The only thing I had to do, because it sticks out the back a bit further, is just move some stuff about. But that going into an existing quad seems much more of an easy thing than fitting the the air unit, which is quite a big square block, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sorry, Andy, mate, we were talking over you. Uh, oh, I, I'm just trying to remember. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I think, I think um, my, my perspective on it is... Uh, you know, um, I, I said uh, in, in a video, you know, I'm saving up for the HDO2s. And if Bite Frost gets released as a proper product, I'll save up for that as well. You know, I I, I, I think they're doing two different things, you know. The the, the DJI thing, and, and you kind of answered this question really, but um, it depends what you want to get out of FPV, doesn't it? You know... If you want, if you want to fly in in the moment, then the DJI thing, you know, you put the goggles on. You, you're, it's, it's, you know, people say it's like looking through a GoPro, but you, you're more sort of cruising around and enjoying the scenery. Whereas the the bike frost is trying to be better than analog, like one up on analog. Um, and then you'd stick a GoPro on the top to to do your recording and get your, you know, w- when you watch a flight back. So for me, the DJI system is for like flying it in the moment to get the the ultimate sort of uh, HD experience while flying. And then the bike frost is, you know, it's it's more to try and improve what we've got with analog. Um, so to me, they're completely different systems, but I embrace both of them. I think it's, I think it's just great that there's new stuff coming in because, you know, for me, I, and I said it in, you know, um, many videos, uh, like the hub, like quadcopters and the hobby in general hasn't changed that much yeah we've seen little increments we've got the you know the little split cameras that came in and we've got the the cine the cine whoop craze but really it's just regurgitated stuff you know people like like that seven inch became a craze but it was like hang on it started off as seven eight inch then we went down to five and we've gone now we're going back it just goes around in circles you know? yeah, yeah circular we're back to micro quads again except now we're calling them toothpicks uh, what are we calling now we're calling toothpicks although we're, they're, they're slow if you notice them slowly grow and the props get bigger and the yeah, frames get bigger yeah, yeah. And like, three inch oh, toothpicks standing out. well this is the five inch toothpick i'm waiting for that one <laughs> Somebody's made a really good point in in the chat, and it's something I actually hadn't thought of, and it, I think it throws it into the conversation into really a really good perspective. That 
what the, the comment is well let me just find it uh blah, 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 blah. Uh, Catman FPV said, what about us guys with umpteen quads? And I think that's a really good point because you're not going to replace all your FPV transmitters. So if you, if you did have the ability, you know, if you somebody that's been flying FPV with this kind of stuff, and for those people in the audio, I am holding up my fat shark goggles. If you're flying with this stuff, um, you, the fact that you have the modules, you know, you can use your TBS Fusion or your Immersion RC or your, you know, True DX 4. Point, whatever it is you're using for your analog. And then when you get your quad out with the HD system on, you just pull the module and you slap the other one in. And that, that I think, I, I hadn't even considered that. But, of course, it means then you don't have to retire or take umpteen lots of bags to the field. You can just have to take the extra module. That's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of that. <sighs> Yeah, all you want. The, the, I suppose the holy grail there is a module that could handle both, something that can do HD and do analog in a nice way. Yeah, and, and, record, good. and record them both because that's something that both DJI and uh, Fat Shark can't do. Is it's, it's like the the recording part in done in the goggle for both it, it can't be done that that would be something cool to see i think yeah it would be good the the, the dvr in this is the same dvr as it's always been I, i've started using a lot of the um tarsia and the what's the run cam one the uh, hybrid hybrid yeah um in, in 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 quite a few of my models now and i'm I'm absolutely loving that. The whole thing about not having to risk a GoPro or have the extra weight in these smaller wings that I've been messing around with is just brilliant. And to be honest, I'm using the the DVR footage less and less for um, for making videos and kind of showing people what the flight was like. But the only thing I'd love to with a DVR is a very simple way to record the last 20 seconds of the recording. Because when you've been flying for 25 minutes and then you stuff it in the ground and you don't know where your model is and you have to scrub through all of those minutes, you stood there at the edge of the field oh. looking like the right idea. We've all been there, right? I just want a button I can press that just plays the last 20 seconds so I can see where it went in so I can go and find it. Do you but think whenever I have worst. to do that, I literally have to go on my phone and say what are the controls for the fat shark dvr again <laughs> so i know how to replay something but this fast forward and rewinding thing is really complicated i can't right. remember what yeah, I, I have to figure it out every time i've i've had a crash and it and, and while i'm panicking that the battery's running down so if this doesn't work i'm gonna have to try and use the rssi trick you obviously don't crash as much as me because i'm straight to it like a fox <laughs> Right, you know, there, yeah, there it is. That's the one. I got it. Till he, yeah. till he crashes backwards and then, and then I have to wait for the leaves to fall out the tree and look for a bit of plastic purple. That's that's <laughs> not what happened. The leaves were there. I just had a, had a, had a moment, but yeah, I've fallen out of quite a lot of trees. <laughs> oh, I can climb up them. It's getting down that's the problem. Uh, can, you, well, can, can you make a video about the a masterclass on how to how to do the DVR then that I can just watch when I'm at the field I, and I'm, I'm doing it. that thing? Yeah, like the pause, you'd think you'd be able to like press back one or something and then it just, or, or, or up and then it just brings you to the first one of the, oh man, it's the worst. Well, this is, this, I, I had a question and it's kind of like a, a, a conspiracy question, right? Because... <laughs> Because they haven't changed the DVR in the Fat Sharks, and I'm fine with that because it does its job. And um, you know, when we had Fat Shark, 
you know, when, when the HDOs came out, they explained why they haven't changed the DVR. And they said, you know, be, because uh, modern DVRs don't know what to do with breakup. You know, they drop frames and this is the best that there is. But Immersion RC have got this power play thing, haven't they? And I just wonder, I know Immersion RC and Fat Shot work very close <laughs> together. I just wondered if it was uh, put with the conspiracy hat on. Is it a tactic so that people go and get the Immersion RC power play because it, it's a DVR that sits on the side of your... Didn't, didn't they actually have an upgraded DVR in the Scouts? that we kind of expected to make it into the HDO2s and oh, didn't. I don't, I don't know about that. I, th I think it did, yeah. Um, I think because the, the, the development cycle on these things is so long, it, it looks like they were running in parallel. I'm, I'm a bit sad it isn't in here because they, they did it, had an upgraded thing, didn't it? I'm just looking at the power play thing. I, you know what? I might get one in to have a goof around with. Because I know Immersion RC and Fat Shot, they're separate companies, but they work in the same building. And it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, um, somebody um, somebody actually commented, are you going to be reviewing the Immersion Power Play? So I looked up and it's uh, a DVR. I don't, is it? I know, I, I know it records 60 FPS and it's got like, a, I think it's got a monitor on the side of it as well. Yeah, it has. It looks like, it almost looks like um, the first GoPro without the lens at the back. Yeah, so so again, put with my conspiracy hat on. I was like, have they stuck? Have they stuck that DVR in there because Immersion RC have got this product that you know is, can't fit in the goggles, but is going to be way better than anything that could fit in a goggle kind of. I thing. have to say that sounds slightly cyclic again, doesn't it? Here's a, a DVR from about three, four years ago, and it's I can't remember which one it is, but it, Japan is it, DVR made one, and it's got. A screen. It's got the SD card, and you just—I just used to slip it in the side of my goggles, and uh, record that way, and that was quite good. Although that was only thirty frames a second back then, but the same sort of design seems to have come around again. Mm, yeah, I think I've got one of those on the way. Uh, so yeah, be interesting to check those Pain, out. Painless Toolkit RC mm. have released a really fancy pants digital servo testery thing. But can you get your hands on one of them, please? Because Andrew Newton did, and he said, oh, you can't be asked to review it. But he just made like a little quick video and didn't tell me whether it was any good or not. Uh, and I'm deeply saddened by that, because I love Andrew. Oh, hello. Don't. Oh, have you already done it? Uh, no, I'm about to do it. It's very oh. good. Uh, what but is it... with you? I ask you, like, oh, <laughs> how do you do... Uh, like, video's coming out soon. And the link. <laughs> well, that's 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 why I said I, I, I've had a pile of stuff. So th there's a so this is actually really really show, show nice. the pop out button. I mean, admittedly, I can only get so erect, but um, oh, oh, look at that activated. Stop it. Um, so so as well as being a little servo tester, you can it, it also measures the amperage of the servo as you're moving it in milliamps. So stop it, it you naughty girl. It does stuff. I will send you the link to the video as soon as I've done it. It's actually planned for. I'm shooting the video on Monday, so I'll send you the link when it's up. But no, I. It's if you're used to a little uh, servo checker uh, and and you know you're happy with that, then that's great. But if you want to exercise your servos, find out exactly how much current they're pulling, um, figure out how big your BEC needs to be in your plane, and all that stuff. This is awesome. Can I admit that, something? That, no. Oh. 
I was going to say that actually sounds quite handy because when you're specking up on a plane with maybe six servos, if you've got flaps or something, you're like saying, oh, it's probably about one amp per servo, but, you know, I won't use the flaps at the same time as everything else. So I've got this like three amp back. Is that going to do it? If you can actually get a proper read on what will happen if you move all control sticks together. That sounds pretty handy for fixed wing. Right. Let me just see if I can plug it. This is. I haven't bit. got a servo center. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. So, so if I hang on, let me get it in the right. The only problem is it's got so many modes. It's one of those things that's really complicated to to to. to and the manual is absolutely terrible. Yeah. What downloaded manual or manual in the thing? Both. It's, yeah. Both. Oh. Right, hang on. So we don't want that. We want it to be... He's getting, getting an echo from you, Jack, all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like your main voice is the echo. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm the, There's a quieter voice just before you actually speak. It knows what you're going to say. Yeah, it's really like, weird. Quick, do the lottery or something. <laughs> I don't... Right. I, I know what it is. It's that. Sorry. Still echoey? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, it's stopped now. No, it's, it's me. It's my monitor was on. Sorry. FPVSE says, uh, I might be wrong here, but didn't that Fat Shark Attitude V5s have the new DVR in them? I don't know the answer to that. But you had them, didn't no, you? Had didn't them you had them as well. Yeah, I haven't opened them yet. And still hasn't bought a <laughs> new phone. Go and open them and see. Oh, what a dick. Thanks, friend. I love you, really. Look, who chat, chatted to you yesterday? Can't remember. Tim, all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you can remember with that heroin crap pipe thing you've got. Oh, mate, someone complained about that. They said, can I get an FPV podcast where someone doesn't vape into the mic? Um You'd be struck to find a podcast where people aren't vaping. Every podcast I, well, video podcast, someone's vaping or or something. Uh, Any luck, Painless? He's he's reading Uh, the manual, isn't he? No, no, I, I was held up to the camera. I was I was waiting for you for like three minutes, holding it up to the camera. Sorry, um, I'll I'll I will talk you through it when we're, when we're but yeah, it's it's really good and um, it, it's it does everything that a normal servo checker does, but it's all graphical and stuff. It's it's not expensive either, actually. Hmm. For what it is, no, where did you get it from? Uh, this one came from the guys themselves, but Banggood sell them. Mm. Nice. I'm so sorry. I did not notice. I tabbed out <laughs> ever so quickly because I haven't got my monitor on. I do apologize. Right, no, 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 not at all. So, but no, no, it, it's here. And there's also there's um, the other thing they've got, which I don't know if you're interested in, which the is watt a, meter. the watt meter. Oh. Um, and, and that's quite clever because it's got an ESC as a connection at the side so you can actually plug the power lead from your esc in and do all of the control from this um so rather than you have to have lots several things in parallel trying to get run your motor you can do it all in one um, there's there's loads of these cool things coming out i'm tempted to do a little video before christmas on festive christmas presents because uh, there's loads of people i know would benefit from this servo checker yeah i've, I've never i never got a servo center like i always 
you know, wanted to get one and I would be, I was like, right, I can, I'm lucky enough. I've got a local store like in Worthing and I was like, right, I'm going to get one from them rather than adding it to the uh, Hobby King order. And I know that, you know, the Hobby King order is not that good. I never thought to add one from Banggood. And then I go to my local hobby store and I either forget or they don't have one up to the quality that I want. So. Yeah, I'll. Uh, well, stay tuned because if I get any others in and uh, I've got spares and things, I'll I'll stick one in the post to you. Oh, don't be silly, man! I'll get one from Angered. But thank you, Lee. I I love you dearly. Uh, anything else we want to cover, lads? Uh, oh, I have. Uh, I put in the stickers. I've got vinyl cut out LDO stickers, and I put in the audio. Cool. Sorry, well, sorry. There, was, there was just that question about the Attitude V5s, whether they, they had the new DVR in, but the, the HDO2s don't. Someone asked that question. FPVSE, I don't know if, if you know that the answer, Lee. Off the top of my head, I don't. Um, it's been a long time since I've uh, looked at those goggles. Yeah. I've, funny I've, enough, I've got them for review, but I haven't gotten around to them. And they're, they're probably out of date now. But no, I think I think they're still a good buy because they're like the they're in the middle of the range price, uh, you know, amongst the Ionways and the Sky Zones. But they're fat sharks. So. Speaking of Does other goggles, very very quickly, um, I've just uh, seen. I don't know if any of you have seen the, some of the specs for the new Esheen EV three hundred Ds. I've uh, heard about them. Yeah, apparently UAV Futures did a review on them and 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 got something wrong and took me down or something like that. But I've been I've been asked if I want to review them, and I'm uh, I don't know. I hate reviewing goggles. They're the worst things to review. So I'm still thinking about it. Well, well, the interesting thing is, if you look at the specs, they are almost exactly the same, like for like, as the Fat Sharks. So, so panel size, uh, independent um, adjustment of focus, very, very, very similar. But all the receivers are internal. So it look, uh, but, ah. so there's, but but there's quite a few goggles that seem to be using similar size panels. So I don't know whether that's just the ones that everyone can get from the factories now. The twelve eighty by nine sixties, but that but that might be a cheaper alternative for those people who uh, who don't like the Fat Sharp brand. Yeah, well, funnily enough, Ishim were the first company to do the whole built-in diopter thing. The EV one hundreds, they had yeah. such a small screen, but uh, everyone was like, "Why aren't Fat Sharp doing this?" But they had like a screen that was like like a postage stamp. So uh, they, you know, but some I know some people. It's their main goggle, you know. What whatever you can afford, you know, and whatever works for you. Is, I, I think varying cool. quality. I'm still remembering the Ishi nose circumcisers from the other week we talked about, <laughs> which weren't very pleasant for either of us. Hey Wayne, so. have you have you received the novice too? No, it's in the post. Guess what? The goggles are different. Are they? They're, oh, they're that's diff- they're, they're they're different. There's they're still. Are they are they better? They got, can't be worse, can they? I, I, really, <laughs> the fact you're um, the fact you're considering that statement is worrying. They were supposed to lengthen the sticks as well. Vid, vid, video will be up tomorrow. <laughs> oh god! Well, I can't watch it because I'm getting one. Oh yeah. I was just going to ask Lee how 
are you getting on with the weather? I've found it particularly bad over the last couple of weeks, just in terms of like I landed a quad. Well, it, it had an RX file and went down and that was it. It was just completely covered in mud and I couldn't do anything with it after that. And I had to go home and it's been just a nightmare. How are you coping there? Have you got a decent spot? Uh, no, it, it's, it's definitely welly weather. Um, I, I've had a couple of nice days. I had a nice day yesterday when I was up in um, near Scotch Corner visiting uh, some mates of mine. And that's where we did the video for the Mavic Mini. The well, I, watched that, I watched that today. <clears throat> I wanted, we, we're out of time, but I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, you can give me a ring. <laughs> not at this time but not yes, at this time i will um, give you a ring and we'll meet up and we'll 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 sort some the the, the problem is and, and it's funny enough we're talking about the weather i've had one day a week sometimes gone two weeks uh, the garden flooded i even made a video about the about us being flooded so organizing a day where we actually you know go and test these things out and the weather actually playing the game is going to be tricky, isn't it? It, it is. And the problem is, is that any half-decent weather, all the dog walkers and everyone else all run exactly. out at the same time. So you get to the field and there's and there's about four dog walkers in it. So you're like, oh, bloody yeah. hell. So, um, so, so it's a bit tricky. And so, so I'm no way, I'm in exactly the same boat. Uh, it was nearly literally because I live near a place called Northwich here in Cheshire. And the centre of Northwich about three weeks ago was at like two or three feet underwater, which isn't unusual for Northwich. All the houses in the centre of the town are built on stilts. Uh, it's very quaint. But um, it, it's been a while since it's broke its banks. And we've just had horrendous rain. It's, it, it does mean at the moment that all the stuff that I, can in, uh, that I can do on a bench and review on a bench is getting used. Uh, but I've got about three quads sat by the side of me that I'm just waiting to get the flight footage for. Yeah. Um, Andy RC, you're Northern. Uh, we had a conversation the other day. Um, Lee, you're slightly Northern. There's more Northern than me. I'm actually about 20 miles further North than he is. Okay. So you're even more Northern. <clears throat> even Which more Northern. Which way round do you eat a pie? Because <laughs> I, was, I was watching something... <laughs> Stop laughing. I don't understand the question. What do you mean, from the inside outwards? Or? Uh, no, like, <laughs> you bake them, right? And you've got the top crust and you've got the yeah. bottom. And then the soggy yeah. bit's the bottom. Do you put the dry bit top, top side down on the plate and eat from the bottom up, down, or do you eat the top? Right, okay. So it, are we talking about from... On the way home from the pub, or like when you're at home and you and you have time to do things like that. I don't know. Right. Okay. Because because the, there is a there is a knack to eating uh, a pie from the uh, from the chippy on the way home after a night out, where you actually peel the foil down over one edge and you start and then you work your way around. I've seen some guys in Wigan do amazing things trying to eat pies. If I try it, I get covered in it. In terms of your question, I would always keep the, the crispy part on the top. I think turning it upside down is just an abomination and everyone should be punished. Uh, James May said he liked it because it was like the knife, when you put in it, it, it slides gently and then you get the nice satisfying ka-chunk like that. And but there's a few that... people in chat that say upside down for me. Yeah, but but doesn't that mean the crispy part ends up being soggy? Yeah, I, so you have I, you're all soggy. ID lid, 
the right way round and then dunk the crispy bit in the top. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like free tortillas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyone else? As soon as you cut into like the top when it's upside down, doesn't like all the insides just sort of jizz out and yeah, make a mess. Yeah, that's way of putting it. That, that's a that's a, a very interesting descriptive um... new verb to jizz. Congregate that <laughs> verb. Curry, how do you eat a pie? You're very quiet. I don't eat pies. I don't like pastry. Oh my god. Right, on that note, uh, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Draw Now. We have been joined by the wonderful Painless 360. Evening. Um, I I also wanted to send you um, some really interesting predator facts that I found out, so you might get a bizarre email from me. Right, I will, I'll brace myself. Uh, it's incredible, some of the things on that. Did you know they all worked out in secret? And yes. they stopped them working out together because... They didn't. They they would all not want to be the first person to leave the gym, so they'd exhaust themselves. They get up at two thirty, go and work at the gym, and then wander in at six o'clock when everyone else was in. They were all buff and just go, "Oh, you guys are working out," as they were. They were still all roided out. Yeah, I, I think I might have seen the video. What, it's very oh, good. The costume, yeah. Oh my, ah, oh, so good. Anyway, uh, we've been joined by the <laughs> the the lovely and lovable uh, Andy RC. Tata. Oh, and shout out to Mondo FPV. Jizz out, he says. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, he's local, I know him. Oh, no worries. Uh, everyone's favourite curry kitten? No jizz here. Goodbye. Mystery solver extraordinaire. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who donated. Thank you so much. We were. I was, I was getting a little bit worried about the integrity of LDO. Um and uh, I've been Jack, Bright Until I Fly. And also, I was tuned in, everyone in chat, I was tuned in to uh, Big Clive's live stream on his second channel, and there was a guy messaging in his live stream called Drone Racer. He's only got five subscribers, so if everyone wants to subscribe to him for no reason, just to mess with him. Um, Drone Racer, if you ever watch this, uh, just so you know, uh, I, I saw what you got up to. Um, thank you guys and uh, and good night. Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out, the best drone based podcast on the internet. We would like to thank our patrons, including Ricky Dread and also Art Faulkner. And lastly, that's it. We've only got two of the four patrons <laughs> that, that donate to have their names read out. So. <laughs> If you want your name read out, go to <laughs> Patreon. Telemetry lost.